a seat. Well, kids, how many of you are ready for a couple hours from now? Anybody excited about a couple hours from now? I figured a couple of you would be. And so, parents, you ready to get up a little early? Anybody sleeping in tomorrow? I don't think you're going to sleep in too much. Uh, well, th this morning, we just wanted to thank you for being here. And uh, it's great to have a, a full house today on Christmas Eve. So thank you for choosing to worship with us. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of fun first today. In fact, today's message is called The First Christmas. And I just want you to think about, you know, all these times that maybe you've had some first moments. And so if I had to be honest today, December 24th, I had to turn on the air today. You guys were just singing so well, I guess. A lot of air. I had to turn on the air condition just to cool it off a little bit. And so, uh, but this morning, let's start with uh, reading the Word of God. Should we Luke chapter 2. This is a story of what we're celebrating the before we break into Christmas this morning. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be recognized. The census first took place with Quirinius, the, the governing of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went out to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was a house in the lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, he, he, his betrothed wife, and he was with child. So it was while they were there the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and said, Glory to the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign that is with you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Could you imagine being there for that first Christmas, that first moment when Jesus entered the earth. Now, I know a lot of you have traditions, and so I thought I would have some fun, and, and I think it's a great thing uh, that we celebrate, and we all have our own memories, we all have our own families, we all have our own traditions, but I thought it would be fun to have the kiddos kind of tell me a little bit, what are some fun traditions besides kids wrap, unwrapping presents in just a few hours? I know that's one that we're all excited about, but what are some fun traditions? Go ahead. A big, real Christmas tree. Oh, man, I'm coming over. Cinnamon rolls for breakfast. <laughs> Bacon cookies with your family. All right, is there any kids in the back over here that I can, anybody want to share anything? Okay, how about over here? There, these, yep. Amen. Waking them up at 5 a.m., 5 a.m. Singing happy birthday to Jesus. These are all fun things, aren't they? And so we all have some fun. We all like different things. We all have these fun traditions. And those things are great. None of them are bad. I think it's, it's special. They're things that you'll always remember. But did you know when Jesus was born, did you, you think Jesus had a tree? Perfectly lit with a star on top or an angel, depending on you know, what your tradition is. Did he have like, did they go decorate his cave? Did he have this awesome barn that was 
lit and heated and beautiful with a beautiful straw lit and made. That's what we see, isn't it? That's what we have. But the first Christmas wasn't anything like that. There was no tree. The city wasn't decorated. But there were some first things that happened for Jesus. In fact, it says that the government declared this big decree that everyone had to go register, which basically means that it would be like your parents having to travel to some town to tell them, okay, Joey lives with me, Abby lives with me, Joseph's my husband, Mary's the wife. And they would have to go register their families. But unlike you and unlike me, we have vehicles to get. It was 90 miles to travel from where Jesus was to Bethlehem, 90 miles. How did they get there? It doesn't say, but it wasn't by car. It wasn't by SUV or train or automobile or airplane. Most likely on the back of a horse or a camel or something like that. 90 miles, nine months pregnant. Now we get to wake up and open our presents and get to be with our family in our conditioned homes. But for Jesus, he went to an inn. Now the Bible says it was an inn, but in those days it was much like a bed and breakfast today. It was somebody's home. And in days like that where they had big feasts or they had big registrations, everybody would travel to the town that they were born in. So Joseph would go to Bethlehem because he was of the lineage of David. That's where he had to go travel to. So everybody would be going to this town. So every hotel which there wouldn't have been in Jesus' day hotels like we're used to. They were homes. You would open your home if you had a spare bedroom or you had a spare place where people could sleep. But it was packed. No room is what the Bible says in the inn or the bed and breakfast or the place where he was to go. So for Jesus' first Christmas, you know where he got to spend it was in a cave. If you go to Bethlehem today, you still see it. That's where they keep their animals. That's where they keep their livestock. They don't have barns like we see today, these beautiful wooden structures that you make. Not, not Jesus, no. It was a cave. The rock in Bethlehem's pretty soft. You can carve out of there, but that's, that's what they made for their animals. That's where they stayed, and that's where Jesus was born. Far from COVID clean, right? It wasn't like a hospital where you were born. We think about a manger as this neat little wood thing with hay in it. No, in Bethlehem, it's a carved out of wood or carved out of stone. And that's where they put the food for the animals, the water for the animals. And they say he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Those swaddling clothes weren't put there nicely wrapped and laundered and put there for baby Jesus. No, they were there for the animals. This was the first Christmas. Now, unlike yours and my Christmas, Jesus also had angels going out through the whole town. The same town he was in, Bethlehem, these angels went out and they spoke to shepherds. And the shepherds just appeared while they were at work. How would you feel about that, mom and dad? Just an angel just pops up wherever you work. In our days now, a lot of you work from home. Imagine that. Hey! Kids, how would you feel if somebody just popped in your room going, hey, would you be afraid? Yeah, you'd be afraid, wouldn't you? And they said, hey, there's the Messiah has come. The one has come. And I want you to go see. And this is how you'll know. 
See, this wasn't an everyday thing. You just didn't walk into a cave or into a barn or into a place where you keep your animals. You just don't walk in and find a baby born laying in the food trough. That's not everyday things that would happen. But the angel said, this is what you're going to find. And now all of a sudden, that one angel in your room or in your house or at your workplace turned into a host, which means thousands of angels singing. Not out of key, by the way. And one accord. Glory to God in the highest. This was the first Christmas. You know, if I could encourage you this Eve of Christmas, I just wanted to give you, you're about to spend the day bringing things, right? You're going to be bringing food or you're going to be bringing side dishes. You're going to be bringing gifts. You're going to be bringing yourself and your families. You're going to be bringing all kinds of things tomorrow. But let me just remind you what Christmas is all about. Jesus brought, brought five. He brought a lot more than five, but I'm just going to give you five. In fact, kids, you know, there was a story in the Bible where someone preached too long and they were up in the upper room and a kid fell asleep and he fell out of there. You think I should preach a little long today? No, I'll keep it short, but... Five things that Jesus brought. Five gifts that Jesus brought to you. The first one was, and I don't want you ever to forget this, he brought miracle upon miracle. Westers, don't you ever stop believing that God does miracles. You've got to believe. That's what, you know, Christmas is not Christmas without a miracle. Jesus was born because of a miracle. Jesus came out of a miracle. Now, I'm just talking about when he came as a man, but everything started by a miracle. Everything we see, we touch, we feel, we understand started by a miracle, which was Jesus. Jesus was the word, and he spoke it into existence, and then that God came to be man, but he came through a miracle. His whole life was miraculous. He would walk into towns. He'd walk into people's lives. Somebody was sick. He would heal them. Somebody needed wine at a wedding. He'd give them wine. His whole life was full of miracles. In fact, a crowd like this were, was hungry, and Jesus with burden and said, I'm going to feed them miraculously. He died, and he got up miraculously. He ascended into heaven miraculously. And you know what? As he ascended into heaven and he stayed at the right hand of the throne, miracles didn't stop happening. Miracle upon miracle. Miracles still happen today. Because Jesus is who he says he is. He's the God of miracles. Christmas is all about miracles. The second thing he brought, the second gift, is he brought truth. Oh, he brought a lot of truth. First of all, Jesus says, I am truth. Truth defined is me. But he would walk around at 13 years old. How many of you guys are 13 in here? Any 13-year-olds in here? Anyone close to 13? 12, 14, anywhere in there? At 13, listen to this, at 13, Jesus had so much truth in him, it, it would blow people away. He was smartest than some of the most wisest scribes and, and the priests and the teachers of that day. He had so much truth in him, people were astonished. So much truth that when he walked into a town, everybody wanted to be around him. They wanted to see what he was saying. They wanted to see how he lived. They wanted to hear what he had to say. Full of truth. Now, that truth 
as good as it was, also took him to the cross. And kids and adults, I just want you to know one thing. When he was pressured, when he was mistreated, when he was made fun of, and when, he, when things were happening that shouldn't have happened to Jesus, he didn't cave. He constantly told the truth. That's who he is. Amen. He is truth. You see, Christmas is all about truth, heaven, coming to earth. Christmas is all about, you've got to know this. Whatever your age is, you've got to know this, that you serve a God that is full of truth and will never change. It may not be popular in this world, but it's the one thing this world needs is truth. Christmas is all about miracles. Christmas is all about truth. I love this next one. Christmas is all about life. Jesus brought life. You ever get one of those gifts where maybe your, your parents are being a little mean? Like they wrap a gift, you open it, and there's another gift, and you open that, and there's another. Isn't that annoying? Oh, duct tape. Wait till you open it this year. Yeah. Yeah, like one of those gifts. You know, when, listen, this is what, when Jesus came, he gives you a gift, and there's a gift inside of that gift, and, there's, and the first gift is this, salvation. Jesus came to save you, and he came to save me. He came to save every person on this planet. And when you open that gift of salvation, something wonderful happens. There's another gift inside of that gift of salvation, and that gift is called new life. You have this new life. You get this new life that the Bible says, or a new creation. You become new. You get this life that you didn't have before. And it's only because of Christ. It's only because of his grace and his salvation. And you open that gift of salvation. You get that gift of new life. And you open that gift and it keeps expounding. Gift upon gift. This is what Christmas is all about. And Jesus gives you, yes, salvation. Yes, he gives you this abundant life that he promises. Yes, he gives you this new life. But even more amazing, you open the next one. Eternal life. Life forever. So when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, let me just tell you, it's a gift that doesn't stop giving. It really is wonderful. Fourth, it gives you hope. We all need hope right now, don't we? I'm not talking about hope that you can get when you open that present, you know, you get excited for a moment, but I'm talking about hope that doesn't go away. Hope in something that is bigger than you and bigger than me. Jesus came for you to understand something, not to only understand the miracles, the truth, the life that he gives, but he wants you to understand that the hope that he gives you will never disappoint you. It's always good. It's not always good on this planet. It's not always good what we see and we hear, but anything you know about this Jesus that came is going to be good. Christmas is all about hope. It's all about, listen, Jesus is coming again. Look, you can have hope. He delivers on his promises. 
He came miraculously and he's going to come again miraculously. We're going to see him again and you're going to live with him forever. I know it's not always good on this earth, but you have a good God who's full of truth, full of miracles, full of life, and full of hope. A hope that doesn't disappoint. We get disappointed enough on this planet. But I love that Jesus never disappoints. You'll never be disappointed in what he gives you. And finally, let me close with this last gift. He brought light. I didn't read the rest of this passage in Luke chapter 2 because I wanted to end with this. After the angels went to those shepherds, told them what they were about to see, and they sang that amazing song, the Bible says that the shepherds ran. If you guys saw angels and they said, hey, go to this place, you're going to see this baby wrapped in a manger. This is the Messiah. This is the one that's to come. How many of you guys would run to see? They ran to see. It says they ran with haste. They went quick. They went to see Jesus. Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and them. That's it. That's all that was there. And they saw the baby. And look at what it says in verse 18. It says, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which they were told to them by, by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things in her heart. Then the shepherds returned. Listen to this. They went to see Jesus, and then they returned. Listen to what they did. Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, and it was told to them. The shepherds went and told everybody about this amazing light, Jesus Christ. Before these lights go out, I want you to understand something. The last words Jesus said is, I want you, I want you, I want me, I want you to go. I want you to share the truth, the light. I want you to share who I am. I want you to make disciples across all the nations. And if that's too big for you, just start in your own home. Start in your own workplace. Start in your own neighborhood. Start in your own family. But I want you to go. And I want you to share about this beautiful light. Listen, when it's dark, go ahead, guys, make it dark. When it's dark, one thing that's amazing is it only takes one little light. This is the thing about Christmas is we have too many Christmas lights and we can't turn them off. <laughs> watch this. Just imagine with me, when it gets dark, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And Jesus told you and he told me, and like those shepherds, when they found and they saw the Messiah, they saw the miracle, they saw the truth, they saw the life. They saw the hope, and they saw Jesus. They ran all around telling people, he's here. And I don't know about you, but I want you to be like those shepherds. Leave this place. Yes, have a blast at Christmas time. Open some gifts. Share time with your family. 
but you also tell them about this great God that's to come. Tonight, as you light candles, I just want you to stand. Much like those angels did, much like those shepherds did, they left there glorifying God, praising God. And I want you to do that together, but I want you to see how this darkness, this little bit of darkness we have changes as we share the light of Christ with one another. We're going to keep helping each other out. Let's sing together, silent night.